Hey out there to all people and evil cleaning supplies. This is Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. I'm Brandon, and with me is the guy who sleeps every night on a bed of worms, Cortland. How are you doing, Cortland? I'm doing good, Brandon. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. God, it just sounded like the janitor from Phantom of the Auditorium right there for a second. Oh, no. You don't want that. No. <laughs> but today, we have a very special guest. From the Three Spooked Girls podcast, we have Tara. Welcome, Tara. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thanks, hi. So, Tara, I gotta say, we're pretty boring people. Normally, (laughs) we talk about our week, uh, stuff like that. Like, what did you do this week? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, this week. Now I'm like, what did I do this week? Well, in, like, real time, yesterday was Friday the 13th. I went and got a tattoo, so that was the highlight of my week. Oh, that's cool. (laughs) Nice. What did you get? What did you get? I got, they had a flash sale, so they were pre-chosen ones, but I got a ah, gravestone yeah. in, like, American traditional style, and it has a little 13 and a, and a flower. It's creepy Ooh. and cute. Did, did you post a picture yeah. on Instagram of it yet? I did, yes. Nice. I'm going to go look at it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know you didn't ask, but I have a story this week, you guys, for the first time wow. in quite some time. I know. You have something. Okay. <laughs> Portland brought something to family day. Let's go. Yep. Okay. So I got to let you know, I had some really fantastic luck this week with takeout food. Um, I don't know what happened, but we got Olive Garden takeout one day and they gave us the wrong food and you can't return it because like COVID and mm-hmm. all that. All right. So Sounds we got like a good free... Luck. Right, we got a free tour of Italy. And I was like, this is dope. Wow. And then we went to McDonald's the other right. day, and they handed me a bag of food, and it was not my food. And they were like, oops, sorry. And they were like, <laughs> here's your actual food. So I got double food again. And I was oh like, my, wow. this is my lucky week. I love food. Like, <laughs> like little crazy. disasters that turned into miracles. I know. Yes. I still actually have the McDonald's in my fridge. I don't think I'm going to even eat it, but it was cool that I got it, you know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so anyway, that was my week. That was the highlight. <laughs> the only thing I it's the little things. It's the little yeah, things. Yeah, right. <laughs> How was your week, Brandon? Oh, Anything awesome uh, happened to you? No, man. No. <laughs> I, I, I'm in lockdown. It's uh, a disaster oh, here. Australia is in shambles. So are you out of work right now? No, no, oh. I've still got work, which is the worst part of it. <laughs> can you petition to get out of work so that we can just, like, hang out a little more? <sighs> I don't know. I'll give it a go. Okay. I'll Let just, me know how it I'll goes. be like, you know, do you have a good excuse? Like, yeah, I just want to hang out and record podcasts with my friends. Just be like, we haven't played video games in, like, a month. Come on. Right. I'll just right. say that. That's a sure win. I mean, for sure. <laughs> Queen Elizabeth herself will come and christen you with a day off from work. Yes. It would be nice for her to do something for the little <laughs> folks. All right. But we have quite an episode to talk about this week. So, oh boy, let's just get into it. Um, we do, we do. Tara, I'll ask you first. What did you think of it came from? Hold on. I need to remember the name of it because it always <laughs> I get it mixed up. It came from Beneath the Sink. Is that it? That's it? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yes. Wow. I got it. <laughs> Tara, what did you think uh, of it? It was quite interesting. Uh, actually, though, as cheesy as it was, it had a decent message, which I know you guys said we'll talk about later, but it was okay. It was okay. Not my favorite, but it was okay. <laughs> it's definitely there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> uh, Cortland. 
I have a feeling I know what you're going to say, but Do what you? did you think of this episode? You know me too well. Um, I didn't hate this episode. I expected to hate it with a name like mm-hmm. it came from underneath the sink or whatever, <laughs> and the monster being a sponge. I actually thought this was the most Are You Afraid of the Dark episode of Goosebumps we've had so far, even though, like, I don't know, 15% of it is just kind of watching a sponge grow and shrink. <laughs> yes. Yes. So much so much of this episode. But um I kind of liked it. I liked the music a bit um except for, you know, the song that they actually sing. Um and yeah, I just I, I feel like it was the most Are You Afraid of the Dark inspired episode. I liked the um I liked the cryptids kind of thing in it, which is mm-hmm. I was really yeah. I mean I, I'm gonna I cut things all the time, you know, over edit and everything. So probably gonna cut this part. But I'm really excited to find out, uh, you know, spoilers here with you, like if that gruel is real or if you've ever heard of it and stuff. We'll talk about that later, though. But just I'm gonna up. say no. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's a cool aspect, and I am interested in cryptozoology. So it was cool that they leaned into that for a little bit. Yeah. Um, Cortland. This is maybe the fifth time I've ever seen this episode. A lot of times. And, yeah. Every single time that I go into the episode, I'm like, oh, this is the fucking sponge one, and I'm gonna hate it. But every time I watch it, and I'm like, you know what? This this isn't bad. It's pretty good. Like, there's a couple of times where I was seriously like, oh, shit, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't, I don't know. I'm excited to talk about it. All right. Well, let's just do just that. Let's talk about it. Let us. The story opens up on a large house. A family pulls up in a minivan with a table strapped to the roof. The doors open and Dad says, Okay, everybody grab something. Mom grabs a box of dining room shit. The young son grabs a precious painting that they have. (laughs) That's that's like one of the three things they have in the van. And the young daughter, Kat, is petting the family dog, saying, I know what you mean, killer. I didn't want to move here either. While staring straight into mom's eyes. (laughs) The passive aggressiveness on her. Yeah. Mom tells Kat, girl, you know we needed more room. And dad tells her to give it a chance. Did they? They're not that big of a family. No, they're really not. But who am I to judge, I suppose? Every house that we see in Goosebumps and Are You Afraid of the Dark are these giant, luxurious Massive. mansions. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Canadian property. I don't know. I guess. Yeah, I know. When I was a kid and I would watch this, I'd be like, oh my god, I can't wait to be a grown-up and have this huge house like this. And it's like, <laughs> what the fuck do I need a seven-bedroom house for? I don't. <laughs> well, back in the 90s in Canada, they were just giving houses like that away. Apparently. Different market. I guess so. Mm-hmm. What? Hey, how's the housing market in Australia? Speaking of uh, insane. Is it mm. okay? It's pretty bad over here too. Not gonna lie. Yeah, it's crazy here too. It's probably worse for you, Tara. At least my houses, like the cheap ones, are like forty k, fifty k. Oh, I mean, like price wise, it's actually not bad. We could definitely because we sorry we had thought about buying a house but then we changed our mind because it's a very seller's market here um you can get a nice house for in the 300s so it's not bad but it's like you have to be so aggressive we had a friend sell a house and not even a full day on the market they had like 10 offers it's crazy wow okay yeah all right get it Mm -hmm. alaska (laughs) right i know god (laughs) (laughs) we then see a young boy roll up on his bicycle the son, whose name is Daniel, recognizes him and is all, Sup, Carlo? 
I didn't even know that the son's name was Daniel. <laughs> I didn't even hear it. I think they say it maybe once. Oh, okay. Or maybe I'm making it up. Dad says, hey, are you here to help us unpack? Like they have so many more paintings in that van. Carlo says, no, but I will. The family's like dope. And Carlo continues saying, guess what? It only took me eight minutes and 46 seconds to get here. Dad says, you see, cat." We're practically in the same neighborhood. Yeah, right. And he rode his bike in, so by car, yeah. it's yeah. only taken like what two minutes. <laughs> right. Yeah, they I'd probably say just that moved that's, up the road. <laughs> that is the same neighborhood. Yeah. And Cat's like, I'm not going to know anybody in this school, which is the same school. <laughs> oh, gosh, uh, pour one out for Cat. Yeah, I don't know what her issue is. <laughs> so we have most of the important characters in the show now already. Yeah, right? All delivered soon. nicely to us in one scene. So, let's meet these actors. Cat is played by Catherine Isabel, a cat in real life. Hmm. This girl has been in everything. That's nice. Her yeah. first credit is the 1989 movie Cousins at the age of eight, and she has over 100 credits up to and including this year. Wow. With some highlights being a role in Freddy vs. Jason, Oh, favorite. She was the girl, uh, the dumb one, right? Yeah, I think so. The it's one been a that while gets since stabbed in the movie. locker, I think. You remember that way better than I do. <laughs> we watched it together like three times, Brandon. Oh. I know. <laughs> Never again, though, Tara. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I believe I've watched that movie, but I remember nothing. <laughs> it's, it's very bad. forgettable. Absolutely, <laughs> it's not yeah. a good movie. I don't know why we watched it so it's many not. times. Okay, the fight scenes in it are pretty cool, but everything else is just drivel. <laughs> so Daniel is played by Tyrone Savage, which is like an almost Frank Scorpion level stage name. That is sounds really cool. Savage. Right? Solid Tyrone Savage. We've come across a couple of people that have um, almost fake last names. <laughs> they probably how do I are. Say, how do I? <laughs> they, well, they yeah, they probably are. But one of them that we had in Are You Afraid of the Dark, his name was Frank Scorpion. And Scorpion was like S-C-H-O-R-P-I-O-N. So you have to say it like Sean oh, Connery. Boy. Scorpion. Yeah. And anyway, we love him. <laughs> He's one of like if he wants to be on our show, he can like anytime. Oh, that would be great. Uh, what was the other one? Wasn't there somebody like Laser or something? Yeah, I don't know. It was like Chuck Laser, something it was cool. Dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, Tyler, no Tyrone Savage, freaking <laughs> yes. sweet name too. Tyrone has a good amount of credits too, including an episode of Tales from the Crypt Keeper, hmm. sixty-five episodes of Wind at My Back oh. as a character named Fat Bailey. <laughs> Okay, all right. He's very much not a fat person, so Mm -hmm. I don't know what was going on there. He also voiced the main character Phoenix in the recent video game Immortals Phoenix Rising. Oh, nice. That just came out like last year. Yeah. So, get it, Tyrone Savage. Savage. Fucking Savage. (laughs) Mom is played by Amanda Tapping. Amanda was in one episode of the vampire cop drama Forever Night. An episode of The Outer Limits, mm-hmm. and over 200 episodes of Stargate SG-1 as Colonel wow. Samantha Carter. Wow. Get it, Miss Tips? So, yeah. <laughs> if you've ever seen Stargate, you'd recognize this person immediately. We've got Dad, who's played by Howard Hoover. Mm. Howard is the one this week representing Psy Factor Chronicles of the Paranormal. <laughs> he was also in the TV movie The Brady Bunch in the White House. 
and a movie oh, called right. Magical Christmas Shoes. Mm. Is that the one that's based mm. off the Christmas song, Shoes? Probably. Mm. Um, I also think that that Brady Bunch goes to the White House or whatever. That's like the forgotten Brady Bunch movie. Yeah, yeah. it was made for TV, and the parents are the same actors as the ones in the movies, but the kids are all different. Mm. And Mike Brady becomes the president. So what? No. It sounds insane. <laughs> no. Oh, and Carol is his vice president. <laughs> of course. <sighs> Tara, have you All ever right. heard of, of Psy Factor Chronicles mm -hmm. of the Paranormal? I haven't. Okay. We hadn't either. But now it comes up all the time. And it's oh, yeah. it's almost annoying, actually. It comes <laughs> up every week. And like no one's ever heard of the show. But apparently it was keeping the Canadian economy running for like 10 years. Yeah. Everyone right. was working on it. All the Canadian actors <laughs> were funneled into it. Dan Aykroyd is actually the host of it. And it went on for four wow. seasons. So Wow. Okay. Have you guys had a chance to watch it? I watched no. the intro. It's very X-Files-like. Oh, okay. Okay. Do I plan on watching it, though? Uh-uh. Nope. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> it's no Forever Night. <laughs> no. Forever Night I may actually, uh, you know, give give my viewing for, but not Psy-Factors. No. Last, we have Carlo, who's played by Ashley Brown. And speaking of Forever Night, he was also in an episode of it. Of course he was. <laughs> he was also in quite a few episodes of Little Bear and an episode of Riverdale. But not that Riverdale. What? The 1997 Canadian soap opera. Oh, okay. Right. Well, that's a first for us. All right. <laughs> I'm sure it'll show up again. Well, now it will. It's got that. It's that effect where, like, once you learn something exists, it's just always like omnipresent. Mm -hmm. I hate yep. that. You guys should do an episode about that. It happens to me all the fucking time. I swear to God. <laughs> but wait, you're gonna have to do an episode on the gruel first. <laughs> oh God, yeah. <laughs> Back to the episode. Cat tells us in a voiceover, "When we moved into our new house, everyone was happy. Everyone but me. That is." <sighs> Like, we got that cat. She's so angsty. She's not even a teenager. She's probably, like, what, 10, 11, maybe? Uh, she's 12-ish. Uh, yeah, I would say 12 or 13. Probably, like, 6 or so grade. Okay. All right. Yeah, I mean, given what happens later, yeah, you're probably right. We see the family from above as they're bringing in boxes. The dog, Killer, walks past Mom, and Mom goes, Ugh, Killer. Yeah, what was that? Cat is like, I'll get him, Mom. And I was like get him why like what is he doing wrong he's exploring his new house yeah and mom's like fucking killer i didn't understand that either mm -hmm. it's weird and that's all we should say about that cat's <laughs> <laughs> vo says i had a feeling something bad was going to happen and guess what i was right what killer is innocently sniffing near the kitchen sink as cat comes to put a stop to that shit he starts to whimper and bark at the cabinet doors, and Cat drags him away by his collar, taking him outside. Cat drops some bomb-ass wisdom on us, saying, Take my advice. When your dog whines and paws at something, and you go to see what it is, be careful. Be mm. very careful. That is kind of good life lesson right there. Yeah. It's very specific. Yeah, but I'm going to mm. take it away. I'm going to take it. I'm that might come in handy life. once in your life. <laughs> <laughs> Cat opens the cabinet under the sink and sees glowing red eyes. Mm -hmm. She assumes it's a cute little kitty for some reason and reaches out to grab it. <laughs> it is too dark in the incredibly spacious room beneath the sink, 
so she finds a flashlight on the counter and goes back for a better look. Meanwhile, Killer is outside this whole time, whining. Yeah. Why would you think that's a kitten? I don't know. Right? It's clearly like, fluorescent it's red bad. eyes. Right? It has red eyes. Should have got the parents then. But no, it's fine. Let me get this new house pet. I mean, not going to lie, though. Like, if there if there was a possibility to me, for me to have a new kitten, I would take it. So I guess oh, it's, yeah. you know, I, can, I guess I'd, I'd be the same way. You just can't help yourself. That's how you end up dead. <laughs> cat can't seem to find this cat, but she flips over onto her back. And when she does, she sees above her. I, I don't even really know how to describe it. it it's It's a sponge. She mm-hmm. sees a sponge, mm-hmm. but it's got red eyes and sharp teeth. Yeah. I will also say, like, rewinding just a little bit. Did you guys notice that she had a bandana on her head when she went into this little cupboard? And then it's gone now and nobody mentions it. She doesn't pick it back up. It's just gone. I didn't notice the continuity uh-huh. error, but I did notice the bandana and thought, like, yeah, it's a cool bandana. Just pulling <laughs> that look off. <laughs> it's Okay. I did watch this episode twice in like 24 hours. So, um, yeah. So there's this fucking sponge. It's annoying. It makes like a weird noise. It's got red eyes mm-hmm. and some sharp teeth. Yeah. It's a fucking sponge though. You guys. It right. reminded me of the chicken McNuggets from the old McDonald's commercials. Oh yes. I was thinking that the whole time. I'm like, what does this look like? This doesn't look like a sponge. <laughs> Oh, I used to love those chicken nuggets. You guys remember when they had like Halloween chicken nuggets and you could get like the different yes. ghosts and Frankenstein? Yeah. Oh Those were the days. So cool. To sidebar oh. here, we went to McDonald's, you know, and I got free food. It was awesome. Anyway, um, the toys. I don't know how the toys are in Australia, but goddamn, the toys over here are garbage. There yes. are no good kids meal toys. We lived in like the golden era of kids, like happy meal toys. The ones we would get were like actual toys when we were kids. Yeah. yeah. I remember the ones where it was like the little McDonald's pancakes would transform into a robot. Oh, I remember those. <gasps> yes. Yep. Okay. All right. I'm done. <laughs> we'll get back to it now. We're only like three minutes in, so. I know. <laughs> One thing I got to say for this episode is that we're actually only two minutes and 15 seconds into this episode. Yeah. And they've already, like, showed the monster. Pretty cool. Like, that's right. that's pretty good. It, mm-hmm. it kind of sets the mood for the, like, they're, like, right up front. Like, we, okay, we got this shit episode. The name is stupid. <laughs> like, we got to get these kids in right away so that they are in it for the mm-hmm. long haul. And we can get to the part where the sponge grows and shrinks <laughs> for, like, five minutes. <laughs> yes. Got to have time for that shrinking and expanding. <laughs> And I feel like it's good that they get it out of the way early because if they had like built up suspense, mm-hmm. like what is this monster? And then it's a sponge. Mm-hmm. You'd be way more let down. True. Right. True. Anyway, Kat screams, of course, and gets out of there. I She's just do. sitting on the kitchen floor trying to calm herself down when she sees a dirty old sponge on the floor next to her. She picks it up for some reason and says, gross. It wiggles again and she throws it with a little scream. This scream was enough to bring the whole family and and Carlo to see what is up. Yeah. Cat shouts, "It's that thing. It's alive." Daniel says what we're all thinking, and he says, "You were scared by a sponge?" You know, I would be scared by that sponge. I'm not going to lie. Honestly, me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like who even uses sponge? Like I know this was like 1995 or whatever, but like who even uses sponges? Everybody uses right. sponges. What are you talking about? <laughs> I use sponges very rarely, only when I'm washing my car, okay? I don't use a sponge any other time. I right. use a dirty dish rag, okay? You're living a sponge-free oh, okay. life. Good for yeah. you. 
I mean, do you think magic erasers count as sponges? No. Mm-mm. Okay. What do you think the magic is in magic erasers? I mean, it's like bleach. <laughs> <laughs> it's like bleach sandpaper. It just scrapes <laughs> off. Much. Yeah. I used it so. on the wall one time and it like took the paint off. <laughs> oh my god. I've had that happen oh, no. too. <laughs> I was like, oh god. <laughs> I thought you get a lawsuit going or something. Like, Mr. Clean's gotta paint my wall. <laughs> Dad gets down to investigate. Cat tries to explain that Killer agrees with her that the sponge is alive. But Dad is like, it's just your average garden variety sponge. It must have been the light reflecting on it. Killer can't take sure. any more of this bullshit swamp gas hand-waving explanations, and he charges at the parents, knocking a plate onto the floor, which shatters. Oh, oh no. Not the china. <laughs> Mom shouts, My china! And tells the kids to get this fucking dog out of my face. She just hates that dog. She She hates Killer so bad. Dad picks up the sponge and the broken china and tosses them all into the garbage. Through the bag, we can see glowing from the sponge, but no one notices it. It's because it's on the other side where the people aren't. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, man. And then what happens, Brandon? Well, later that night, we see Cat washing her face before bed. The door Mm. to the bathroom kind of opens, and we see that that sponge is there again, just kind of sliding in. I gotta ask, though, why is the window of, like, the medicine cabinet mirror, why is it so dirty? Right. I was like, how can she even freaking see? First, I thought it was maybe, like, steam, but then I'm like, damn, what is she doing, filling up her sink? bowl to wash her face who like no that's does that <laughs> I, I i was like okay well maybe this was like an abandoned house because it had some shit in it already but even so like you, you'd clean it up a bit before you moved in right i mean i did yeah you'd think whatever anyway sponge <laughs> mcgee's here cat <laughs> reaches for the towel to dry her face off but she grabs the sponge instead. That would suck. Not gonna lie. I'd be Ew. so pissed. I'd be yeah. so Yeah. Even if it was just a normal sponge, I still wouldn't be happy. <laughs> yeah. Those sponges are fucking gross, you guys. That's why I don't <laughs> use them, okay? They got gross. They just hold on to all the nastiness. Like, ugh. Yeah. And this this sponge doesn't look like a clean, nice sponge. No. Mm-mm. I will only use a sponge if it is a fresh sponge. <laughs> Single-serving sponges? Essentially, yes. It's an environmental disaster, Cortland. <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> what are sponges even made out of? Is it plastic? It's Sponge. Oh, okay. Whatever. Anyway, it's kind of like when you open up a fresh container of dip. Like, the first first time you're eating that dip is the best time. Afterwards, it's just like, eh. <laughs> I don't know if I'm the only one. I hear you. That way. Okay. <laughs> you are. You are, I think. Oh, okay. But I feel the same way about peanut butter, so... Oh, that's weird. I'm I'm with you in spirit. Mm-hmm. In her shock, Cat knocks over a glass and it shatters. So it, that that seems to be this sponge's thing. Well, making okay. Glass break. Hold on, though. We don't know that yet. Like I didn't know that yet. Mm-hmm. I thought you the whole family was just a bunch of clumsy people. Did you? I didn't. So, spoilers: the sponge is like a bad luck charm, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I didn't understand that that's what they were going for until a little bit later, like when it is right, told to same. me, because I'm a nine-year-old child watching okay. Goosebumps and I need okay. to be spooked. No, fed. I am too. 
Because with the okay. plate, I was like, okay, mom's just shocked and just dropped it, even though she's pissed and it's her prized china. And then yeah. I'm just like, Kat's just a dumbass who just knocks shit over. It's fine. Right. It was, I mean, <laughs> I would flail my hand around if I touched a sponge yeah. too. I'd be like, Ugh, you know, and then I throw shit on the ground right. and break it. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, her eyes were closed or supposed to be closed. So, yeah. Yeah, she didn't want guys to open her eyes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, fuck off, Brandon. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> fuck me, I guess. <laughs> Daniel charges into the bathroom now, and even though Cat tries to warn him, he stomps all over that glass. <laughs> when that happened, I was just like, oh, damn. Because I, <laughs> I would, I would, he just doesn't even skip a beat. He just like... Gets in there and he steps right on that glass. <laughs> yes. And literally the second he cries out, mom is there asking what happened. So all of this happened in like two seconds. She knocks the glass over, he stomps on it, and then mom's there like, oh, what happened? Like all in one smooth motion. Kat does her best to explain what happened, but of course she just sounds absolutely insane. What's there to explain? You knocked over a glass, it broke, yeah, your brother stomped on it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, come on, it's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> How could this possibly have happened? What is this, gravity? I just couldn't believe that he stopped. Like, I mean, clearly he didn't. Like, there's no blood. There's nothing no. bad in it. But just, like, damn. That's a primal fear of mine, I think, is stepping on glass. Ooh, so yeah. I was like, oh, damn, that poor kid, even though it didn't happen. <laughs> Mom says, Katrina, this isn't funny anymore. Now get a broom and clean this up. Daniel asks excitedly if this means he gets to get stitches, but Mom says, nah. Aw, crush That's a dreams. pretty good, good kid thing to do. I just want to let you guys know I've never had stitches before. <laughs> Same. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> nice. No stitch club. Yeah. Woo-hoo. What about breaking an arm? Anyone here broke an arm? Mm-mm. Nope. Never broken a bone either. Oh my god, we're indestructible. <laughs> Have yes. you guys ever had a cavity? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I haven't. Sorry, you guys. Oh, <laughs> all right. You are. You're the top shelf one. We're down uh. a little bit. It's okay. <laughs> mm, sorry to bring the team down. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> we cut to even later that night, and Killer is lying in Kat's room, panting away while she sleeps. That's fucking he hot hears there. a strange noise and gets up to investigate. He looks under the bed and finds that Chicken McNugget-looking thing just chilling there with its glowing eyes, and he whimpers. The next morning... And that's that. (laughs) Yeah. The next morning, Daniel is coming down the stairs with a handful of cold pizza. Mom tells him, (laughs) eat a proper breakfast. Where was he coming from with that pizza, Cortland? He came from upstairs. (laughs) So did he have the pizza upstairs and he brought it down? Or did he get it from the kitchen, take it upstairs, and then bring it down? (laughs) I just want to say, I feel like I want to imagine it's his bedside, like his nightstand pizza. He just keeps it. In the <laughs> like, okay, so last episode, there was an answering machine next to the nightstand. So, like, you wake up, mm. you check your messages. This one, he's just got mm. a pizza there. Like, no big deal. Just, yeah, just needs a little snack. My favorite part about that whole situation, though, is that she's like, eat a proper breakfast, go get some cereal. Like, cereal is right. way worse for you than a slice of cold pizza. I thought that too. I was like, at that point, what's it matter? <laughs> Go get your pop tarts. <laughs> oh, Go get your pancakes with extra syrup. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel sees Cat and throws a wadded-up piece of paper towel he was using to soak up all his finger grease at her, saying, "Look, Look out, out, paper towel with eyes. eyes." 
Cat is not amused and just lets it hit her. She's got more important things on her mind. She can't find Killer, and no one else has seen him either. Oh, shit. Things are getting real. See, I will say, like, this is, like, the hardest part for me is that this dog is gone. And nobody seems to care. Is where- <laughs> no, especially not Mom, who hates him. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's that was so weird to me. And then Kat's like, I'm going to look later. I'm like, no, if my dog ran away or whatever, I'd go look right now. Exactly. <laughs> the dog. <laughs> this isn't the first time this has come up in our podcast. And I don't remember the episode we talked about where they're like, oh, it was uh, the tale of the unexpected visitor when the dog um, Montana, remember, it ran away and they were like, eh, we'll just check later. Like, no, you fucking yeah. check right now. Right. What are you doing? I'm sure there's some sort of statistic about dogs within the first 24 hours, etc. You know what I mean? Cat mm-hmm. says she's going to take a bike ride around someday to look for Killer. And then we cut to a scene of her in the woods doing just that. Did you say Her voiceover. Someday? Yes. Okay. Her voiceover says bad things were happening and they were just getting worse. Just as she says... And I thought, what's next? She loses control of her bike while riding down a hill, yelling, my brakes! <laughs> Which is my favorite line in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. She finally crashes into a giant log irresponsibly strewn across the entire pathway and is thrown to the ground. Yeah. This was the second part in the episode where I said, oh damn! <laughs> Mm-hmm. Me too. <laughs> Another thing that I would never want to experience in my life. Stepping on glass and falling off a bike like this because she tumbles for like half a minute. <laughs> Jeez, this episode for you is like a Saw movie. Essentially, Honestly, yes. I had something similar to that happen when I was a kid, though. I <sighs> like vaguely remember. I think I was like in fourth grade. So I was, oh, I was my daughter's age. Um, <laughs> me and my friend, my friend lived it like out in the country. So we were riding bikes and the road was kind of gravelly. And I don't know if there was a pothole or just a big rock, but I just vividly remember hitting something and going straight over the handlebars and just oh. getting road rash with it i remember her mom Ugh. like picking out gravel Jeez. out of my knee <laughs> it was so bad so yeah i was like oh god no <laughs> at least that she was on worst. like a dirt path so there's yeah. that i mean it, she didn't like get hurt or anything Mm-mm. but it's just like she tumbles forever and i'm just <laughs> whoo i was like damn like rl stein is just like and then the kid steps on glass <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and then <laughs> This kid falls off her bike and rolls for like half an hour. <laughs> He's up, R.L. Stein. This is the book where R.L. Stein just was like, fuck these kids. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to read like, this it's shit a, one this anyway. This is a book about an evil sponge. I've got to <laughs> add some pizzazz in there. <laughs> and you know what? Got to say, he added the pizzazz, and I kind of love it. <laughs> Hey there, everybody. Cortland here, your good buddy and your living good luck charm. Thank you so much for listening in this week. Whether this is your first episode or you've listened to it all, we always appreciate you spending some time with us. Are you interested in supporting our show, getting access to a bunch of bonus content? Become a patron today at patreon.com slash private island. For as little as $1 a month, you'll get instant access to early release episodes the moment I'm finished editing. Higher tiers get more rewards like stickers, t-shirts, bonus content, and so much more. 
I'd like to take a moment to thank our current patrons, the Bronze Beth Eddie, Tristan, Venice Witch and Sarah, the Silver Goth Stephen, Shane, Preston, Matt, Kristen, Gerilyn, Evelyn, Aaron, and Brittany, the Golden Day Days Faith, Sarah, and Angela, the Platinum Bostics Bryce, Kathy, and Farron, and the Diamond Zebo Michael. Thank you so much for your support, everyone. Brandon and I truly appreciate it. Brandon and I have made a ton of content for each episode we covered, and you can see it all on our Instagram and Twitter. Just give us a follow at Private Island Presents on Instagram and at PRVT Island on Twitter. We are coming up to the Season 1 Goosebumps finale super quick, and we're bringing back our season review. We always start them off with an Ask Us Anything, so be sure to get your questions in while you can. Message us on social media or email us your questions to privateislandpresents at gmail.com. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for their work on the music for our show, aside from this theme, Dating Start from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. Thanks again for listening in, everyone. I'll talk to you again soon. Bye! Kat gets up, dusts herself off, and says, This proves it. Something is definitely going on. How she gets to that conclusion, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I didn't know either. It had to be spoon-fed to me for me to understand what's going on. Yeah, this is still in the realm of shit happens. Mm -hmm. Later, at home, Daniel and Carlo are eating popcorn, watching a horror movie, I guess. But it's actually just clips of Saber from Welcome to Camp Nightmare. Right? I had to stop it and rewind it and be like, was that just Camp Nightmare? That was. was This is the second episode in a row that they've used clips from that specific episode. Yeah, you're right. Really proud of themselves on that one. I mean, it was a good episode. Sorry you weren't involved with that one, Tara. It was much better than this episode. (laughs) It's okay. Kat walks in looking all dirty, and the boys ask what happened to her. She says she wrecked her bike and asks if Killer has come home yet. Daniel says, nah, but dad is checking the pound. Kat says, there's something weird going on around here, and I have a feeling it's all tied in with that sponge. Daniel's like, can't blame all your problems on sponge. Here we go again with that sponge shit. (laughs) Then Daniel's eyes grow wide, and we see Kat throw her bike helmet in disgust. Inside the helmet is that damn sponge. Was she wearing the sponge the whole time? That's what I was wondering. You'd have to notice that. Right. Yeah, because it's a decent sized sponge. And it never shuts up. It's always like... (laughs) (laughs) It shuts up one time. (laughs) (laughs) But pretty much, yeah, you're right. Daniel says, get that thing away from me. And Carlo is all... This is better than the X-Files. This is better than Sci-Factor's Chronicles (laughs) of the Paranormal. No, it isn't, Carlo. (laughs) Cat picks the sponge up with fireplace tongs and says... I'm getting rid of this thing once and for all. That's how you should touch every sponge, though, so. (laughs) Yeah, you're not wrong. Carlo asks, what if it's a new species? And she tells them, then it's about to become extinct. Such a 90s thing to say. Yeah, right? (laughs) It's about to become extinct. As I bury it. (laughs) Wouldn't you burn it? Like, I know they can't show, like, kids starting fires or anything. But wouldn't you want to... That was my thought, too. That's what I would do first. I'd be like, oh, yeah, you're going right in the fire. I would probably just, like, cut it up. You could do that, too. Yeah. Yeah. My second thought was a garbage disposal. That would work. If they had one. Yeah. That would be perfect. 
So many options. <laughs> the last thing I would do, I though, know. is bury it. I would never bury it. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Especially not in a hole that's like, I don't know, what, three inches deep? <laughs> yeah. Right. That may be the worst way to go about this. <laughs> Outside, Kat chucks the thing into an already dug hole in the ground. Carla says to her, it needs to be studied. I'm asking you in the name of science not to do this. They take another look at the monster with its sharp teeth and glowing eyes, and then Carlo is all, you know what, fuck science. Cat brains it with a shovel, and then they all take turns pouring dirt on it and stomping the dirt down. Cat throws a, say goodnight, spongy, his way, and walks off, saying, I think our bad luck is about to change. Later that night, Cat is sitting on her porch next to Killer's food dish and squeaking one of his dog toys. This part. saying in voiceover that she was right about one thing. Our luck was about to change. From bad to worse. Some sad music is playing as Dad comes outside, sitting next to her, saying, Still no sign of killer, huh? Cat says, No, but he'll turn up. I just know he will. Everything is going to be A-OK from now on. The music. Did you guys think that it was actually just a rendition of Lean on Me? No. You didn't get that didn't, vibe? I didn't catch killer. that. Oh, okay. I'm going to have to go back and listen to it. I mean, I'm going to play it here for everybody so they can hear it, but it's like... I heard it. Like, my wife was also like, is that Lean On Me? And I was like, I think so. I don't know why it's playing, though. It's Lean On Me in quotes. It's like the knockoff Lean On Me. It's very similar. Kind of like in uh, The Tale of Twisted Claw when we got knockoff Danger Zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like that, except more closer to Lean On Me. Oh, cool. I'm kind of actually surprised you guys didn't hear it. Now I feel like I'm the wrong one. <laughs> I'm sure you're right. <sighs> okay. Please <laughs> you say so? Cat <laughs> gives one last hopeful squeak of the dog toy and follows Dad into the house. But as they leave, we pan over to the dirt pile where the sponge was buried, and that dirt is moving. Oh, fuck. I knew this was going to happen. That's why you burn. Their their plan was foolproof. I don't know. Mm-hmm. They could have used that pre-dug pit to burn it in, but they didn't. They, oh my god, they, they could have done so many things. Well, it's a good thing they didn't, so... Mm-hmm. This episode would be over. The next morning, Kat and Daniel run outside to find that all the plants and grass in their backyard are brown and dead. I'd be so pissed. Daniel asks what happened, and Kat says, What do you think? They both start digging in the spot where the sponge was buried with their hands, even though there is literally a shovel in frame. Yes, there is. I love that. I loved it. They eventually find the sponge thing down there still wiggling and making its weird noises. Kat says, we need an expert, so we're going to take it to school. Maybe Miss Vanderhoff will know what to do. Miss Vanderhoff knows what to do all the time, so it's a good bet. (sighs) No, she doesn't. (laughs) At school, Miss Vanderhoff is examining the creature under a magnifying glass. She puts it away and says to the kids, just as I suspected, it's a sponge. Cat hmm. says, I know that. What kind of a sponge? Miss Vanderhoff just tells her it's like a normal sponge. Like a sponge sponge. Cat doesn't buy it, though. She says, this thing is weird. It has eyes and everything. <laughs> the teacher isn't buying it either. Cat tells her, can't you just check it out? Even though she just did. Well, she did. I mean, she could just cut into it. Like the first thing I would do is yes. probably rip off a little bit of the sponge tufts. Like, 
I do that anyway. If you thought it was just a normal sponge, you could just cut into it a little bit and be like, yep, sponge. Maybe she's one of those weirdos that likes to preserve everything. Mm -hmm. Like a hoarder. Yeah, let's go with that. She's a hoarder. Okay, boom. I just felt like she had sure Jan energy, and she was just like, yeah. "Okay, she's I'll like do another what you're one saying, can't." Just leave God. you kid. Another sponge. Stop bringing in sponges. I have work to do. <laughs> I'm a school teacher. Miss <laughs> Vanderhoff sighs and says, "All right, check back with me tomorrow after school." Cat says thanks, but warns the teacher to remember to put it back in its cage when she is done with it. Then she leaves the room. Miss Vanderhoff kind of scoffs and then walks away from the sponge, which immediately starts moving and opening its eyes. Mm, that sponge. It uses its special power to break a glass flask in the lab, and Miss Vanderhoff is like, what the fuck? The sponge is very pleased with itself. That's it? What's that, it? That was that was the scene, right? It just like yes. is pleased with itself and then yeah. we cut away. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I know, I had so many questions. I'm like, what happened to the teacher? Right. Did the sponge kill the teacher? Or... We'll never know. It just broke a beaker. <laughs> we and never was like, know. All right, no. I'm satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> Why glass, though? Like, that's that's mainly what it does. Like, sure, it'll kill some grass here and there, but probably only because it sounds like glass. But <laughs> it breaks so much glass. Like, there's so many other unlucky things you could make happen maybe it, it breaks bikes easiest. too oh yeah it did break the bike yeah that's true so here's where we see that it has like psychic powers or whatever like it can break glass with its mind um yes. i you know hold on what i'm trying to say here the whole bike chain thing with the bike like i imagine the sponge like squeaking its way around to it and cutting it but it probably did that with its mind as well right oh yeah yeah probably See, right. I have this thought right now. I didn't think this when I watched it, but I do now. I have this vision for some reason that he has a voice like Cartman from South Park. And the reason he breaks glass and all this shit is he just wants to be an asshole and just do these things to these people. He doesn't really want to do anything too crazy with his psychic abilities. Yeah, he doesn't want to kill them. He just mm -mm. wants them to, to like have a bad day. Yeah. What a waste of psychic powers. Right. I would love to have psychic powers, you guys. How about you? Oh, yeah, that'd be so cool. Meh. What? <laughs> telepathy would be, like, the dopest psychic power. Not gonna yeah. lie. God, I would be so lazy with telepathy. It'd be oh like my God. Matilda, uh, but so... an adult. You could just have everything done with your mind. Yeah. Oh. I would be, I'd be so fucking lazy, too, though. Like, I probably wouldn't even walk. I'd just sit on a chair and then telepathy <laughs> it up, and then I'd fly around. Oh, my God, yes. <sighs> so awesome. I wish I could be an evil sponge. <laughs> <laughs> Someday, Cortland. Hopefully. Later that night, back at home, Kat, Daniel, and Carlo all sit around reading an encyclopedia of the weird. Hmm. A very Kat... incredible resource. <laughs> yes. Kat asks what it says about the sponge. Carlo tells them that the book says that the sponge is actually what's known as a gruel. Daniel asks what a gruel is, and Carlo gets up to move to his own storyteller's throne. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's got to get real for this one. This is yeah. bad news coming their way. Mm -hmm. Carlo tells us a gruel is a mythical creature believed to be a living bad luck charm. Daniel asks, 
You mean it causes bad luck? No, I don't think that's it. (laughs) No, no, way off, Daniel. (laughs) Carlos says, yeah, and it feeds on the bad luck it causes, getting stronger. All right, I'm going to stop you for just a second, Brandon. I actually kind of like the way they spun this to where a sponge could be interesting. Because, like, Mm -hmm. a sponge is probably, like, one of the most boring things you could ever think of. So spinning it in an interesting way is pretty cool. But, Tara, you do paranormal stuff on your podcast. Mm -hmm. You do cryptids, Mm -hmm. which, sidebar here, for the longest time, I thought cryptids and cryptocurrency were the same thing. (laughs) I'm dumb, but that's okay. They're not? Um, (laughs) I was like, cryptids, oh, yeah, like Bitcoin, duh. Um, But... (laughs) Anyway, have you ever heard of a gruel? I hadn't, but I Googled, and um, it was an interesting thing. So, Oh, don't Google gruel. Oh, oh no, no, no. Well, I you probably got World of Warcraft first. <laughs> I, I did. I did it not like gruel, like, you know, nasty food, whatever uh, type of thing. But I did. So I was like, okay, that's nothing. So I did like G-R-O-O-L. Oh, don't Google that either because um, I won't it, do that. it brought mm-hmm. up some mm-hmm. weird adult searches and sites and i was like oh it's done <laughs> so no Arlstein, he planned this <laughs> yeah he's just fucking projecting his uh secret sex fantasies apparently it's fine in children's books god oh god <laughs> i like have you come across i mean there's cursed objects and stuff uh-huh. of course but i mean it's, it's pretty common right just like a living cursed object yeah yeah um there's tons of them and then it's in because after that i was like okay i need to get away from this and bleach my brain but it was you know different stories and stuff of either bad luck charms things like that because there's tons of them in all different folklore and then i saw one that said um it was like from taiwan like there's a superstition surrounding that i didn't look too too much into it but there's there's themes there for sure for this kind of thing I just got to say, I don't know if we could do a true crime podcast with paranormal stuff like you do, because I can't handle, like, looking at that shit for that yeah. long. Oh. I start to get antsy. I don't like it. Mm. So, it's a commendable job. Love your show. Oh, thank say. you. <laughs> Absolutely. I like to listen to it while I'm mowing my grass, which will be later today. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I just kind of wanted to check in with you. I was mm-hmm. super excited when uh, I actually watched the episode and it was like, holy shit, it's kind of like a cryptid episode. This would be mm-hmm. perfect. Yeah. No, I like it. And then it, it was. <laughs> Kat just wants to know how to kill the thing. But the book, for some reason, doesn't say how to murder the things in it. Daniel asks, do you really buy all this? Carlo basically tells him that it's from the book, so it has to be true. And that they should be glad they didn't find a lynx which is a little vampire potato that sucks the life force right out of you. That's not going to come up again. No, just an interesting offhand comment that we'll never hear from again. (laughs) Daniel asks why they don't just leave the gruel at the North Pole or drop it in the ocean or something. Or burn it. No, that's not even an option. (laughs) Carlos says no dice. If the owner of the gruel gives it away, the owner dies. That's an interesting twist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it doesn't say anything about if the owner burns it. I mean, you're giving it to the heavens, right? <laughs> <laughs> sure. You're giving it back to the earth. Yeah. And then you die. Well, they tried to give it back to the earth. Anyway, never mind. Cat <laughs> suddenly realizes, oh shit, I left it with Miss Vanderhoff. 
That's maybe technically giving it away, so the kids all rush to the school. We cut to school, where a janitor is walking the halls singing, You Are My Sunshine. That was creepy as fuck. (laughs) Yeah, that was creepier than the sponge. Such an odd choice. I'm thinking maybe they didn't have to pay for it. But still, even even among royalty-free, like, public domain songs, there's... There's got to yeah. be something like it fits into the plot, but that's probably so, why they chose it. But even so, it's stupid as fuck. <sighs> the three kids try to run discreetly through the fully lit hallways with flashlights on. They manage to sneak their way into Miss Vanderhoff's classroom, but find that the sponge is missing. <gasps> Carlo tells them to stay calm. They decide to split up to find the gruel. Meanwhile, the janitor is still jamming in the hallways with his headphones on. The music skips, and he adjusts it so that the music keeps playing. Because he's not only singing You Are My Sunshine, he's got it on cassette. It's a cassette without the words, though, so he has, like, it's kind of karaoke, honestly. It's a karaoke cassette. I would love to see that cassette. (laughs) It's probably the purple color or something. They used to do different (laughs) colored cassettes. Yeah. It's probably, like, children's uh, singles... 101 cassette thing. Children's sing-along hits. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just like, oh yeah, it's my work tunes. <laughs> my jam! In the classroom, the kids are dumping out garbage cans and sticking their hands in old gum when the janitor comes in. They're smart enough now to turn off their flashlights. The janitor grabs a sponge from his little trolley and starts wiping a table. Mm-hmm. But he notices that something's off about this sponge. Yeah, but he keeps like wiping shit. anyway. <laughs> until the light suddenly shut off the janitor walks over to the classroom's fuse box and attempts to turn the lights back on (laughs) is that feasible that it would just have its own fuse box right there Uh, i mean i've never seen it but i don't live in canada i don't know what they're doing up there Mm. yeah true they're they're electricians who knows what they were doing The janitor drops something, and when he goes to grab it, he hits his head and knocks himself out. The kids go to check on the janitor to confirm that he is indeed alive, when Kat hears the recognizable gruel sounds. She decides to go look for the killer monster herself, and the two boys are just like, okay, see ya. (laughs) She notices a giant barrel of acid and climbs on top of a very rickety stool right next to it to look on top of a shelf. Right. She notices the acid. It's not like it's, you know, something that just comes out later. Right, right. This is the point where the gruel, like, turns on stealth mode, though, because it shuts the hell up for a second. Oh, yeah. You're right. Yeah. It can be quiet. Hmm. Only when next to giant vats of acid. (laughs) (laughs) Kat sees the sponge and screams. The stool, of course, gives way, and she... The shelf and the acid all come crashing down with it. See, this is the part in the episode for the third time where I said, oh, damn, because that (laughs) shelf just like collapses. It's a big shelf. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. Just falls in her direction as she stumbles out of its way. But why is there acid in there? There's a good question, considering this is like (laughs) an elementary um, school or something (laughs) like middle school, maybe. Vats of acid are not uncommon in horror anthology shows, we've come to realize. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're everywhere. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway. Like, kids die from getting smashed by a fucking giant yeah. wardrobe-sized thing. Like, mm-hmm. all the time. All the time. Mm-hmm. 
<sighs> this episode. Arlstein really was just like, fuck the kids. <laughs> Phrasing. Oh. Oh, um. God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'm probably not going to cut that. So. There's a shot of the gruel now growing with all of the unlucky power it's receiving. Right. And, uh, yeah, this is one of the 50 growing, shrinking scenes. It doesn't look good. Mm. Uh, I'd like to say first of you all. You thought so? I thought I mean, it looked okay. I don't really know what they were doing to get this effect. <laughs> Didn't think it looked great, though. I think they're just, like, morphing between two different shots. Yeah. Oh, that probably is what it is. Yeah, that makes sense. So why wasn't the sponge growing when all that other bad shit wasn't happening? Like, when uh, Brother stepped on the glass. Magic acid. Oh. Yeah. Maybe it is the acid. Okay. <laughs> Carlo notices the acid pouring all over the floor and says, Oh no, look at all this mess. It's going everywhere. That's the perfect response. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Daniel says, The door's blocked. We're trapped. And it cuts to a shot of the door, very much not blocked. That's what I thought. The shelf is on the floor, like kind of in the way, but they could absolutely go around it. Nah, they're trapped. You weren't (laughs) looking right. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I mean, they'd have to, like, step on acid, but uh, whatever. I mean, how many times do you play, like, the floor's lava? It's just, this time it's for real. They could just climb on the desks, but no, no, they're trapped. <laughs> the gruel is bulking up some more with all this misfortune, and the kids decide that they must escape out the window. They actually yeah. have the presence of mind to grab the janitor, which is good because I completely forgot about him already. Right. I figured that they were going to leave him for dead. Honestly. I did. Good kids. Honestly. And I got to say, they're actually pretty well acted this episode, especially from what we've seen in a, mm-hmm. like the past couple of episodes with uh, My Harris Adventure and um, Stay Out of the Basement. So I was pleasantly surprised with pretty much everybody in this episode. Yeah, I feel like Casey in the last episode like kind of lowered the bar enough that everyone's gonna seem way better now (laughs) yeah yeah you're right the kids knock the headphones off the janitor and now you can hear his music out loud for some reason Mm, the gruel doesn't like that this music at all and starts shrinking the kids are like why doesn't he like this music daniel says i don't like the music either carlo is confused why it's affecting the gruel though daniel says because it makes you want to puke because it's so happy no that's not it. No, you're not buying it? <laughs> no. Um, the idea of coming to that conclusion off of hearing a little bit of a karaoke version of You Are My Sunshine? No. Cats <laughs> <laughs> figured it all out, though. The gruel loves bad, so it must hate good. Happy is good. <laughs> That's what she says. <laughs> Does she say that? Yes. That is word for word. <laughs> Happy is good. Happy good. <laughs> Sponge bad. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cat tells Daniel to turn up the music so she can hopefully get the thing back into its cage. But Daniel is an idiot, so he turns off the music instead. Damn it, Daniel. We didn't even know that was your name, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) The gruel immediately starts growing again. Carlo tells Kat to do something, like sing. She says she can't because she doesn't know the words. 
bullshit. <laughs> right. <laughs> Carla tells her to make something up and make it corny. And he can't, I guess, because of reasons. <laughs> Has to be her. So Kat's song is the following. <clears throat> Did I ever tell you what a wonderful sponge you are? So, so handsome, so terrific. I love your big, beautiful eyes, all of them, and that skin, so damp, so yellow, and absorbent. <laughs> That's a great song. <laughs> oh, so great. Daniel says, when I grow up, I want to be a killer sponge just like you. <laughs> I like this part. It's pretty great. <laughs> the sponge shrinks to normal size, but then the chemicals in the classroom create a reaction that makes the gruel start growing again. Right. So do you think it's because it's absorbing some liquid or do you think it's because it's acid? I think it's because I have no fucking clue. I don't All know right. why. Nope. This, I changed my happened. answer to that one. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the janitor finally wakes up and says, Kids, stay where you are. I'll take care of it. He rushes to grab a fire extinguisher and blasts the deadly gas away. Yeah. The gruel shrinks again into a tiny little ball of goo. So the kids all cheer excitedly that their well-planned mission worked out. All it took was the help of an adult. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Nice. I'm just excited we're almost done, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> There's only like ten more shrinking scenes left to go, Cortland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that so that entire ordeal was just cuts of the sponge growing and shrinking. Yeah. Again, like I yep. said like six, seven times now. Mm -hmm. It's about fifteen minutes of <laughs> the sponge just expanding. A shrinking. And I kind of loved it. I, I honestly, I think yeah. this episode's pretty good. It would be very easy to do uh, this episode in 60 seconds. <laughs> this sure. episode in three fucking seconds. <laughs> this kid stomps on glass, bike gets exploded, <laughs> fucking shrinking and growing. Boom. Done. <laughs> and you wouldn't miss anything. <laughs> nope. You'd, You'd get the gist of it. Yep. Understand the whole story. <sighs> the next day at home, Cat wakes up in bed. Her voiceover says, like I said, I couldn't get rid of the gruel. It was mine forever, so I did the next best thing. We see Cat sit up and say, good morning, gruelly. We see the sponge monster in a homemade terrarium decorated with flowers and sunsets. She puts a pair of headphones on the box, there you go. and it plays another hip-hop remix of the Goosebumps theme song. I am all for it, yes. yes. Loved it. I am too, but is that really a happy song? Like, is she trying to uh, keep this thing small? Are you small? joking? Are you fucking joking, Brandon? <laughs> like, I love it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, and the gruel does too. Well, it doesn't, but that's the point. Yeah. It's supposed to be a song that the gruel doesn't like. Are you trying to tell me that the Goosebumps remixed intro theme transcends both love and hate so that everybody can enjoy it? <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Okay. It's a masterpiece. <laughs> I'm going to give Kat credit here. She did a great thing. Like, she handled that situation. She's like, I got this bad luck charm. I'm going to make the most of it. I'm going to make sure that shit don't, don't fuck me over ever again. She handled it. Awesome job. We hear Killer barking from outside, and the family all runs to welcome the dog back. Mom says, okay, everyone, French toast time. 
Fucking French toast, you guys. <laughs> Hell yeah. That? She's just trying to distract everybody from killer. Just like, this, that dog. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But, like, French toast. I fucking love French. This is turning out to be a really great day. Yeah. Maybe this house isn't so bad, you guys. Everyone but Cat walks off. She continues petting the dog, asking, What'd you bring me? She grabs something from the floor and holds it up. It's what? a potato. A potato? What? Yeah, what? A potato. Wait a second. <laughs> We see a close-up. Hold on. <laughs> what? I vaguely remember something about a potato. We see a close-up, and the potato snarls, bearing a mouthful of sharp fangs. Cat screams, and we get a freeze-frame finish. So she's dead now, right? Because oh, that vampire yeah. potato is going to eat her. Okay. Yes. Damn. It's a lynx. Killer just did his job. He killed her. Fucking killed the whole family. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's that's amazing what an episode Mm. i liked it (laughs) i I thought it was good it's stupid but yeah for what it is i mean let's get down to it guys it's a it's about a sponge monster like with that premise i think this is the best that they could have done and it wasn't bad yeah yeah i don't think you can do a better sponge monster (laughs) episode if you tried (laughs) I mean, like turning it into a like a, a bad like a living bad luck charm. That's pretty cool. Yeah, right. I liked that. It's creative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The acting was pretty good. The music was good. Um, you know, for the most part. You are my sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the monster's kind of dumb, but like they spun it in a in a cool way. So yeah. I, I gave it points there, and yeah, I, I'd watch it again. I, I would. I'm sure I will watch it again at some point, and yeah. I'll be like, oh, man, it's that stupid sponge one. <laughs> and then I'll like it. So what would we say is the moral for this episode? I feel like hmm. killing people with kindness kind of thing, like to combat negative things. Maybe I'm thinking too much into it, but that's what I took from it. No, that's a good one. That's like a yeah. real one. Mm-hmm. See, what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Is that the no? You good? That's a good one. The real moral of the story is that the ultimate kindness comes from a blast from a fire extinguisher. Yes, saves everything. It does. Yeah, check those fire extinguishers. Yeah, right. That's the real moral. Make sure you're checking the date on your fire extinguishers. Shoot, yeah. Check your brakes before you go on a bike ride. Yeah, it's a good one. Check your helmets before you go on a bike ride. Mm, Make sure there's no monsters in there. Check the floor before you stop into a room. <laughs> <laughs> that is asking so much of me, Cortland. I know. My apologies. Man, all I can think now is Killer was pissed that the mom was an asshole. So he brought this killer potato. So then him, the killer potato, <laughs> yes. and the sponge all lived happily ever after after they killed the family. <laughs> wow. That makes a, this episode so much ending. better. Yeah, you know what? I can see it. That killer potato is going to, like, one by one get that entire family. Mm-hmm. I honestly, the 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 creature design for the potato, like, I never thought I would ever say that sentence in my life. <laughs> the creature design for the potato, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it looks like a killer potato. It could have been a really lazy. They could have cut, like, a, a, you know, a triangle cut in a potato and been like, you know, but... They put the teeth in there. They made it ripple when it moves and opens up. Like, they did a good job. When I was a kid, I had Attack of the Killer Tomato toys, which were just tomato-sized tomatoes with teeth. <laughs> and this was pretty much like that. 
Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to think to put it. Yeah, it doesn't have any eyes though. I mean, I guess you don't need eyes. Tremors didn't have eyes, did they? I don't know. Potatoes have eyes. Oh my god, they do. Well, whatever. I'm done, Brandon. I'm All done right, with this <laughs> moving on. <laughs> what would be a good alternate title for this episode? Hmm. Seeing as how I can't even remember the title of this episode most of the time. It came from beneath the sink. That's an homage to something, right? Like, it came from beneath the sea, yeah. Oh, okay, I'm an idiot, right, of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's something! Hmm, what, what was that? Um, <laughs> Night of the Living Sponge. Boom, done. Mm. Not bad. I like it. I think you just won yeah. it. I can't think of anything. I better. can't think of anything. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to just... think of some kind of gruel pun, but I can't think mm-hmm. of anything. Yeah, um, I think that just. I mean, honestly, the name like it sucks, but it's pretty. It's fitting. It yeah. doesn't spoil anything, really. I mean, especially mm-hmm. since they showed us the sponge in the first two minutes. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm. It's fine. not a bad title. I just can't remember it. Nah, and it, I mean, it's still not a particularly good title. <laughs> But for what it is, it's fine. All right. So now we'll look forward to next week. Okay. And we have Say Cheese and Die, Cortland. Ooh, okay. Well, first of all, I'd like to make a formal apology to Tara for not being on <laughs> Say Cheese and Die. Because <laughs> I feel like this is a big one for Goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't be- want to be on that classic episode everyone remembers. <laughs> <laughs> I actually bought some Goosebump books a couple weeks ago from one of our used bookstores, and I picked that one oh, up. Goodness. I haven't read it yet, Ooh. but I did get that one. I, I was um, going to used bookstores and picking up Goosebumps books as well mm-hmm. for our, our giveaways and stuff. Mm-hmm. I didn't get Say Cheese and Die, but I feel like this is one that I would actually want to read. Yeah. Yeah. That was always one of my favorites, like, just to look at, because mm-hmm. the cover is so great. Yeah. Yeah. This is, okay, so the cover, I'm going to look at it right now. It is very classic. It's probably my favorite cover. It's the skeleton family. Like, how can you not love it? Right. Like, mom's got mom's got her little hair. Like, the, it's just perfect. Like, there's a, okay, so it's like this scene. They're all outside having a barbecue. They're all fucking skeletons, though. Dad's got a beer in his hand. He's got his little chef, on, chef hat on, his apron. Mom's got the buns in her hand, and she's like, yeah, she's got a little, you know, I don't know what they even are. I'm not good at with, with clothing terms. Anyway, she's there. She's got hair. Fucking, there's two kids in the background. They're sitting on a picnic bench. The one girl's got, like, braids and stuff, and she's waving. And there's a kid sitting on the on the picnic table, but he's a fucking skeleton. It's awesome, okay? It's fucking dope. <laughs> they just look so happy. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, they aren't even aware that they're horrifying skeletons. And the detail on it is perfect. It's just like, it's one of those covers where you're like, oh, when you're a kid and you're at Scholastic Book Fair and you see this cover, you're going to say, I, I'm i not supposed to read that. So then you pick it up and you buy it and you yep. read it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the perfect clickbait uh, fucking cover and I love it. It's yes. awesome. The tagline on it reads, one picture is worth a thousand screams. Oh, man. <laughs> of course it is. Of course so that's perfect. what it is. <laughs> Oh, so what do you think it's about, Cortland? I think that this is going to be the tale of the Curious Camera again. Um, I'm hope like I liked Curious Camera. I don't think it's going to be better than Curious Camera, but I'm hoping for at least similar quality. Mm. Mm, Maybe. 
Like, I don't think that the camera is going to have a gremlin in it that transports itself to a camcorder and fucking shoots a Vietnam War scene in a living room <laughs> like it was in Cure's camera. But I hope so. Yeah, that wouldn't make it better. But it's a good one. Okay. I know it's got Ryan Gosling in it, so I'm pretty yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Okay. Can't go wrong with the gauze. The goose. He's back and he's better than ever. Because <laughs> he'll be older at this point, right? This is after... Mm-hmm. Uh, when he was in Goosebumps, or uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark, I think. Yeah, he looks older. I just clicked, it showed, had a little picture of him up top. He's like a teen. Okay, yeah. I'm pretty sure this is after um, Station 109.2. Yeah, I think it would be. 1.9. I don't remember the episode. So, Sorry. Yeah. Okay. I'm looking forward to it. The best part, Tara, I gotta say, we did all of Are You Afraid of the Dark, and there's a lot of actors that were in both of those shows. Uh So getting to see them later in Goosebumps, which is, you know, a couple, like a year or so after the end of the first run of Are You Afraid of the Dark, seeing the actors again and looking at them and seeing how they grew, it's really fun. Yeah. I feel like Ryan Gosling's kind of cheating because he's super famous, but (laughs) and I I know what he does afterwards, but Mm. even so, it's still cool to see him again. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, all right. I think that's it for It Came From Beneath the Sink. Yep, you got it. Yeah, nailed it. Oh, my God. Thank you, Tara, so much for joining us on this episode. Yeah, thank you guys for inviting yes. me. It was a good time. Yeah, I, I wanted to have you on for Are You Afraid of the Dark for a long time, but I just was so worried about the time differences. I'm really, got, oh, I'm really glad that we got to work it out, though. Yeah, for sure. I'm happy to come hang out anytime. Um when you were talking about like the book fair and stuff, I instantly thought of Horrorland. I can't remember the full title, but yeah. that book. I think that's coming up maybe next season. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure the episode list, and I've yeah, never seen it myself, remember. but people talk about it a lot. Yeah, that's a good one. I bought that book too. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's actually one of the books that I bought for a giveaway. Oh, I think I may it. have given it away now. Nice. <laughs> Should have read it first. Eh, that's too much work. Yeah, that's the time. <laughs> So, Tara, where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, so our podcast, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Our handle for that is just three spooked girls, like the number three. And if TikTok is your thing, uh, you can hang out with me over there. My handle for that is spooky underscore sleuth. And our podcast is in the same app you're listening to this right now on. So we're everywhere. Nice. nice. Yeah. I will say, like, if you are into TikTok, your TikToks are amazing. Thank um, you. You do a, a lot of quick true crime. So if you're into mm-hmm. that kind of thing, like, definitely give Spooky, Spooky Sleuth a follow. Awesome stuff. You, you knock it out of the park. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. You also have another upcoming podcast, right? I do. I do. My husband and I are going to be starting a biweekly movie podcast called Concession Corner. We're going to pretty much kind of similar format as here. We're recapping movies. Mm -hmm. We're doing all genres, though, not just horror. So it should be a good time. If you like dad jokes, you like cussing, all that good stuff, we'll be there. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) It'll be a good time. I can't wait to check it out. That's awesome. I'm so excited. Anyway, I'm done now. Sorry. (laughs) You can finish it up, Brandon. All right. Let's finish it up. I'm getting sleepy. I've been up all night. I think we all have. Yeah. Apologies, you guys. (laughs) It was a weird one. It was a weird time zone difference here, but we got it to work. We did it. Mm -hmm. Tara, Cortland, thank you for joining me. My pleasure. Thank you. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye, you guys. Bye. 
move here either.